Hello everyone, welcome to one more Prime the Transformers Watch Along. I am Mike Schwartz, I'm joined by my kids, Emmett and Elsa. Hello. Hi. And let's get to it. Written by Donald F. Glute and airing on October 15th, 1985, this is Megatron's Master Plan, Part 2! Okay, we are here with Megatron's Master Plan Part 2. Uh, the narrator guy is back, and <laughs> I wonder wonder if he saw the script to this. Is like, wait a minute. What happened in Part 1? Rocket ship, election, found guilty. What kind of episode is this? <laughs> Just say the lines and read it. What kind of episode is it? The one where the Autobots lose. They do. And there's a Decepticon day. Yes. The public who were all too happy to give the Autobots a parade down Main Street have now completely turned on them, cast them into the sun. And, Literally. And now it's Decepticon Day. So, uh, yeah, really nice, fluid animation of, uh, of the drums. And, uh, yeah, they, they already changed. They have a Decepticon flag. They have a Decepticon blimp. They have a new banner that says Decepticon Day. Who knows and, that the blimp is actually manufactured by them? Might be a Transformer. I was just going to say that. Is there a blimp Transformer? No. No, but there should be. He should, I, have, he should have a cloth cape. From the blimp. Ooh. I don't know if they should because blimps are hollow. Well. That's that's why you'd make it into a cape. Okay. But like he'd deflate it and turn it into a cape? Sure. Okay. Yeah, you show up for battle and go. I think I may need to draw this. Anyway, back to Decepticon Day. And and uh, <laughs> Megatron and the rest are marching down. Sean Berger's wearing a top hat. Uh, the kids are going crazy. Um, this one kid is wearing a homemade, um, Megatron costume? See, I don't think it's homemade. I just think that the, I just think that they're really quick to, uh, sell these things. Yeah, maybe Sean Berger has, like, a toy company, or a toy and costume company on the yeah. side. But Let's get these into production. Doesn't that kid in the Megatron costume look familiar? That's what I was going to say. It looks like Daniel or whatever his name is. I don't know. Who? I don't know his name. Oh, maybe he's a time traveler. Well, the suit kind of looks like a... Uh... Well, we're, we're getting too far into the movie. Sparkplug has his arms crossed. A guy behind him has a giant mustache. There's a lot of mustaches in the crowd. <laughs> and, and Spike's missing. Spike... Since the last episode, he's still looking for evidence. He's still... What with Ravage still behind him? I know, he's still... How long has he been stuck in the door? Right. Well, but also, um, the Decepticons are like, eh, this is just a phase one of our plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll, we'll out, start... Out, out loud. Like, yeah, we're totally gonna take you over. We'll start things with a parade. Of Megatron's previous plans, this one is working out pretty well. And Spike Indeed. is... Spike is... The only thing he's doing is finding more tape rooms, finding more tapes, finding more evidence, and... Ravage finds him. <laughs> They're already dead, Spike! <laughs> Spike finds another tape, and, and like we said, yeah, Ravage is at the door, and Spike kind of gets the best of him. He leaps out of the way, Ravage gets electrocuted, Spike fights him off with a chair, Spike knocks over uh, a whole shelf of videotapes and kind of pins him down. He's A whole shelf in just the middle of a hallway. Spike's getting smarter 
at uh, getting away from Ravish because he does it every episode. (laughs) Yay, Spike is learning. But I wonder how Ravage feels about like just a bunch of, well, practically apes falling on him, the less advanced version of himself falling on him. Yeah, maybe he freaks out because he thinks they're his cassette buddies. And now we go to one of the weirdest parts of the episode where there's a gymnasium where they're having a teen dance party. It says teen dance tonight on a banner. And it's just sort of like an after party to the parade. I I don't know what this is. It, this has nothing to do with the plot. I, th- I think they're just, I think they're, the party, the party continues into the night to celebrate the Decepticons. And Rumble is kind of snapping his fingers and dancing uh, horribly. But Dumb. he seems to be enjoying it. Really cool lighting, lighting effects on the animation. Yeah. Soundwave is crouched down and, and the ladies love him. They Who wouldn't? Yeah. <laughs> Ravage is getting petted. So, he's yeah, gigantic. So Ravage escaped and then he's like in his mind because it's not the comics where he talks. But um, he's like, oh, I got to get to the gymnasium <laughs> for the big Decepticon dance. And then this guy... Utters a famous line. Laserbeak on a cracker? <laughs> and then Laserbeak gives him the death stare. It, the camera zooms in. <laughs> and then it cuts away. Like, I'm assuming that he killed that guy. <laughs> he just, like, Same. he just bit off his hand. But also, why are they so huge? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Ravage and Laserbeak are a little bigger, but I liked it. S- stuff like that that I appreciate. Those odd little scenes. Yeah. But now we go back to Sean Berger's spacecraft and all the Autobots are still calmly sitting in their in their assigned seats. Um, this is where we see Cosmos. Now, have we seen Cosmos in an episode yet? I don't think we have. Right. And for some reason, he's allowed to be on his own. Well, fat boy. Yeah. Well, maybe with a PH instead of an F. He is sometimes he, he's, my favorite Autobots are, are chunky ones. But yeah, maybe he's maybe since he's like a surveillance UFO, maybe he's like never in the Ark and he kind of escaped the whole brouhaha down on Earth. I mean, that's what like that's what his bio is like. He's like, I'm lonely up here. Yeah, so maybe he's just been hanging out. He's like, oh, I can help. And I like his voice. His voice is based on the old actor, Peter Lorre, who's kind of a little squat, creepy guy. Mad Love. Great movie. And Cliff Jumper jumps into action, as always. With his mouth wide open. Yeah, he tries he tries to take control of the ship and he can't. And then they find out that um the ship is heading toward the sun, as we saw at the end of last episode. And there's a really cool shot in here where uh we look at the we see the inside of Cosmos. Yeah, it kind of looks like his interior looks like it could be piloted by humans. Or like smart, can, can, Transformers even fit in him, like Perceptor. Oh, really? Oh, well, we're getting ahead of ourselves. I hate scale. I hate scale. <laughs> and, well, no, I love hate it. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's a really cool shot. They didn't need to include that, but it's just kind of a neat touch. And astronomy be darned. And they're already toward the sun. They already passed uh, Venus and Mercury, and they're already close enough to start burning the Burger Inc. sign on the side of the ship is already melting off. Burger Inc., have it my way. Exactly. Well, you could say that... Um, They're getting fried. Cosmos transforms, and what does he do? He, oh, he flies inside. He goes inside. Yeah. Go in, 
then go inside, then get out, right? Yeah, really good point. If you can just open the door, why can't they fly out? And maybe, well, maybe that's actually what they do. And we'll get to that. Their little illusion trick. Say what? Mm-hmm. Even though no one was there to watch it. So Megatron invites Sean Berger into their headquarters, which I think this is... Uh, well, no, Dr. Archiville was in there, but... Um, Underwater. Not a lot of humans get to be in this underground lair. And Megatron has a a TV. He he Maybe he has like a Sky Spy or some, something's filming them flying into the sun. As always, he has his rock camera. Yeah. He always has that one observer that's just there. He's kind of a great director. He always has the perfect shot. I know. But Burger's demanding three cities now. And As Megatron he last episode. Right. Because Megatron didn't know his last episode. Now he does and like trying up the ante, eh? Mm-hmm. He says, How pathetic. But Megatron's too busy watching Sean Burger's ship explode. And we go to commercial. Really cool shot. I love how they animate the sun. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Very hard on the eyes. So we come back from the commercial, and Megatron is very happy, but he has to deliver a press conference, <laughs> which I love. I've a cel- I'm a celebrity now. I've got places to be. Exactly, yeah. I gotta go. And we cut to the mayor's office, which doesn't even say his name. It just says mayor's office. And, and they they change due to elections, so... Yeah, it probably happens all the time. And now we have uh, the most damning videotape of all, where it's it's just literally zoomed in face of Optimus Prime, and Starscream takes off the helmet. So it, it's it's conclusive evidence that these Autobots, as seen in the first episode, were actually the Decepticons. And maybe that's finally enough to convince the mayor. Another little weird human moment is uh this kid who may or may not be the kid in the costume i don't think we know but he's coloring a picture of megatron which i my theory is that he's not coloring we can see him draw a line yeah he's drawing out of the lines we can no no we can see him draw a line of megatron yeah so is, is he is he actually drawing it or do they do the Decepticons have coloring books <laughs> honestly I think he drew it himself which means if He's that's really good if that's in the style of the okay here's my little Go ahead. tangent about cartoons mm-hmm. if like there's a cartoon or a drawing in the same style as that universe right that's photorealistic right so this kid's an amazing artist so if you play Minecraft in Minecraft that's like a photorealistic game I get you. But he's complaining to his mom that he needs a, a metal-colored crayon to finish his drawing. So the, the mom should recognize this kid's talent and get him his crayons. Get this man his crayons. But instead, she's like, honey, honey, shut up. He's <laughs> stop on co- TV. Stop calling Megatron. Megatron's on TV. <laughs> the press conference begins with the Decepticon symbol. And <laughs> just Megatron cuts in. Hello, I am Megatron. Any questions? Right. Yes. Who the heck are you? And somehow, like, we don't know if this, I mean, I'm assuming this is open to the press. You need press credentials. But Spike, Chip, and Sparkplug just walk right in. Hello. They're they're supposed traitors, so I don't know how that would work. Yeah, you think that they would have a, you know, do not let these people in. We've dealt with them for 30 episodes. No, 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 no. no. They put on mustaches. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) And 
Megatron, this is, this is, a, he instantly flips. Like, the first question, he's like, Actually, we are bad, and we're going to conquer this mud ball. Ha ha ha. Burger is duped. Burger's personal military gives up on him. And, and like, Spike kind of, he, it's funny because even Spike recognizes that all of this investigating he's done, all of this fleeing from Ravage, it doesn't mean anything because Megatron just outed himself that he's evil. <laughs> he says, ah, oh, oh, so much for old news. He's just like, I wasted my time. This is under martial law, and I'm the marshal. As I'm going through this, the closed captions get it right. I was going to call out Megatron. You know, there's, not to get political here, but there's some modern elected officials who don't know how to say martial law. It's not martial like a, like a marshal, like, a, like a, a cop. It's martial like military. So it's right. I have it here under Marshall, M-A-R-T-I-A-L law, and then Megatron says, and I am the Marshall, M-A-R-S-H-A-L. Just want to get that in there. And cut back to poetic thrust. Yeah, he Gives says... Gives him a lesson in sorrow. Right. And this is some really great animation. Like, they fly through Whoa. a building and collapse the building, multiple buildings, and they just shoot on top of buildings and... The violence is pretty stark, I think. If if this were my design choice, I think I would have uh, one of them transform midair and then use his thrusters to sort of land on the ground and shatter windows. Maybe like double jump off a wall. If if they had more time, they would probably do that because the the attention to detail is really cool. Because when they they're Window firing shattering. when they're firing down the street, it actually like leaves gouges. Down the street of but where they're in the blasts. window shattering, leave like a blue uh, yeah shine. Oh well, he kind of does that he, when um dirge lands. He kind of hovers a little bit and then lands, and just blows up a car. Really cool explosion, and then Megatron. He christens this city Megatronia One, and he plans to just take over city by city and rename them all Megatronias. Megatronia 7,422. And Berger, he says he, he saw, well, how did he put it? That the ship at like collided a, with destiny. Like a silver bullet collided with destiny. I saw the end. They died in a cosmic funeral pyre. <laughs> wow, who's poetic now? I know. Spike cries milk, right. aka cartoon tears. You're right, right. <laughs> well, is this, this is where Spike learns that the Autobots are probably all destroyed. And he runs off. Autobots be like, here comes the sun. <laughs> ah! Soundwave sends laser beacon ravage after them again. Spike trips over <laughs> a light and laser beak destroys the tape. So even that Which tape is not relevant anymore. Right. And then we close in on a, a charging ravage. And we go to commercial two. Burger is still ranting. He's saying, this is the end. The apocalypse. He goes mad. Laserbeak's firing at Spike. And yeah, and then Burger grabs a microphone stand and he knocks Laserbeak out of the sky. How? He hits him with a microphone. No, I'm saying like, how do you have that capability? He must be really strong. And then Spike shines a light into Ravage and another kind of cool lighting effect. Burger's trying to be good. <laughs> like, well, everyone hates me now. Now time to raise my political image. <laughs> He's like Darth Vader, just 
turns good at the, the last second. Except he doesn't die. That we know of. But fighting off Laser Beak and Ravage is, uh, is of no use because Megatron um, steps in front of him and kind of says, you want your reward? You'll get it. And then it, it cuts to humanity instantly enslaved. Of that it, like, city, though. Like, like, of the city of Megatronia 1. And it happens so fast, everyone's still wearing just their street clothes. You know? <laughs> like, that's a story I like to see where they round up all the humans and put them to work instantly. They're just like, all right, everyone, off to work. And we, sh- we see two of the guards, and it's uh, the stars of the... Season two intro, but guys, we haven't really seen yet at that much. Uh, Blitzwing and Astro Train. And we don't see them much further because they don't talk, they don't move. They just are looking over people uh, working in a mine shaft. I imagine a kid like, I've watched every single episode of Transformers. Who are those guys? Yeah, when are these guys going to show up? But there's still, pe- there's still men wearing suits and they're pushing mine carts and pushing giant uh, generator parts and like they took the city over fast i mean they're fear decepticon warlords i guess and Soundwave's just like work even the mayor and burger are are captured and they're kind of working alongside each other this is a fine this mess you got us into yeah right there's a fine mess you got us into and then we cut back to the, the autobot autobots man. the autobots who did not die uh, Co- Cosmos is flying him, and it's Hound in the middle. He's kind of in a trailbreaker. Oh, a trailbreaker! Yeah, uh, he's kind of in a in an X pose in the middle, and it's kind of a cool. Like I like that design where he's in the middle and he's generating a, a force field that's holding all the other Autobots, but Cosmos is still flying toward the sun because what his navigation computer is linked to Teletran One still. Yes. Right, but Spike and Chip get an idea. Spike's going to create a diversion where he <laughs> runs Rumble over with a card of Energon and just sends him. He just hangs on and flies right Flying into the wall. into a wall. And then, uh, you Also, know, might I include that Spike is inclusive in saying, roll, ship, roll. Yes. But then the Decepticons, they, I'm quite offended by their uh, treatment of Chip because they say, oh, the immobilized human's getting away. And like, ah. Megatron sends a thrust after him, right? But then yes. he, he's, it's kind of just a, whatever, this will be easy. And a really weird thing is that for one line, Megatron, we hear Frank Welker's uh, unprocessed voice. He goes, thrust, bring him back. And it kind of sounds like his Galvatron voice. <laughs> it does. But thrust uh, does thrust not... Thrust himself out the door. Yeah, Thrust does not capture Chip. Chip stows away in a semi-truck. Green Optimus. It looks like a Green Optimus. He goes all the way to Stan's Diner, which is the last chance for food and gas. Yeah, yeah. Which means Chip goes all the way to the the Ark. So, you know, he's, I mean, the man's in a wheelchair and he's going over this rocky terrain. He's not immobilized human, he's mobilized. I know, yeah. I wouldn't underestimate him. This is where... Where Chip accesses Teletran 1, and it says that the ship was destroyed. And then Thrust just breaks through the uh, the roof of the Ark. Looking for some... It mm-hmm. reminds me of a meme that I saw. Ceiling Ravage is watching you change. Thrust blasts Teletran 1, 
which actually helps the Autobots because then it gives Cosmos his navigation control back. And then they, uh, they, the Autobots in space notice it. Don't cry, Chip. They're on their way back. Before the Autobots come back, we see a really cool thing where, like, the Air Force engages with the Decepticons. Hello, everybody. This could have been G.I. Joe. That would have been kind of a cool crossover. If they're like, hey, this whole city's been taken over by giant robots. Maybe we should do something about it. So this is a cool detail that the military actually engages. But they don't last very long. As they do, pull a G.I. Joe, parachute out. Lots of parachutes, yes. Lots of flashing lights. Photosensitive viewers, do not watch. So Megatron's gloating, and uh, Burger tries to confront him, and Burger gets knocked <laughs> over by Megatron. The best like, part of the episode. It's two I, frames. He's standing, and then boom, he's on I the ground. Like to... But then, but then they hear something <laughs> like, "Hey, it sounds like Autobots," and it is, and zooms in on Megatron's face. <gasps> mm-hmm. So Optimus, the whole the whole crew's here. Everybody. And then Hi, we're back. And then they all just transform and it's it's constant gunfire for like three minutes. I love it. Really cool uh laser effects too. Lots of cool explosions. Yes, very They're, liquidy. Yeah, yeah. Almost like yes, Harry yes, Potter yes. wands kinda. Yes, I just going to say that. Megatron's not even looking at where he's firing. And he doesn't care as long as he hits an Autobot. Ratchet has like uh, Mecha Godzilla finger rockets. We we see Beachcomber. Sea spray shows up. It's <laughs> yeah. Like and Spike is like, hey, guess who's winning? The Constructicons get taken down, and that's which could have been a huge advantage. Well, I think that's what makes Megatron give up because he turns around and they're all laying flat. <laughs> He's like, we've lost the advantage. We need to fly away. Like where where Optimus would usually call in the Dinobots, this is where Megatron would call in Devastator. But they're just like, form Dev. Fine. Yeah. Where is, where are the Dinobots though? They. I just realized. A nap. I just realized they've been absent from this entire thing. Mm hmm. Yeah, they didn't even leave space, or or they didn't even get exiled into space. Same with uh, Skyfire. He's just like. I'll, uh... Yeah, there's a few that... I'll stay here. Yeah. Yeah, the Autobots free all the humans at the plant, and Burger is, um... He's apologizing, and he's like, I'll, I'll make up for it. I'll... I'll, uh, I'll disband my private army. And Sparkplug's like, oh, yeah, that's a good start. They already left. And Optimus pretty much promises that he'll be put on trial and found guilty, and that's it. Then they ride for home. Uh, so that's the end of Megatron's master plan. And we didn't review the first episode. I thought we'd cover the, uh, both of them at the same time. So yes. uh, I'm going to go first. I'm going to give this a nine for, for both of them. Yeah, I, I like to think of it as a collected body. So I would give it a nine as well. It was a good story. It wasn't just... Two-parter, it wasn't just extended episode. They were distinct. It, it was packed full of everything. It, it Tri- had humor. Trials. It, yeah, right. It had, it had parades. It had trials. It had spaceships. 
action, drama, spaceships. It even had like weird bits of humor and and little bits of humanity, like with the with the Megatron loving kids and the, and the mayor getting the wrong speech. Yeah, it was full of details like that, and it it was just a lot of fun, and and especially to maintain all of that over two episodes. Yeah, it didn't drag ever. It just kept going and going and going. One of my favorites of the season, Elsa. Nine. I really liked this episode. These episodes, um, especially with all the humor. And just random things in there, like the dance. Yes. Or, or that kid drawing out of the lines. Yeah. This kid does not see anything. Or doesn't the press know conference. How to draw. Um, hey, Megatron, any questions? Yes. Are you good? No. <laughs> yeah, and Megatron and, with a plan that, that kind of worked up until uh, Trailbreaker's illusion. And also Sea Spray. Sea Spray cameo? Yeah. Cosmos. Yeah. Well, and that guy, I like that guy too. And I know a few episodes we've been kind of talking about, um, kind of the cookie cutter template episodes with the little original things within them, which I think this story was was original all over. Yeah. Um, there was not even like a, a fight in the desert like there usually is. There was no mind control. Well, a little bit, but not that much. Not really. It was manipulation. Right. And there was a solar station. Fake one. But that was Filled fake. tanks. Yeah. So it was almost like commenting on how that's an overused trope. I don't know if that was deliberate. Probably not. But with us watching Plot. things episode after episode, it, those patterns start to emerge, whether they're intentional or not. And just the greed of Sean Bur- Sean? Sean? Sean Berger. Sean Berger. And, like, just putting tanks in a fake solar plant that just gave the mayor, like, yeah, I want the Decepticons here so I can be a hero. Yeah, and he he tried, but not really. Ultimately failed. Yeah, yeah, his kind of redemption didn't really get fulfilled. Um, he's going to be... He's probably in jail right now. He's... <laughs> I don't know if we ever get back to him. He's another one, one of those interesting human characters that I don't think we return to. I think he may get mentioned in a comic or something. Still might be in jail to this day. Yeah. Like modern day. Oh. I think Animated There's... would have found a way to put him in there. Maybe they did and we didn't notice. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap it up, everybody. So that was a fun two-parter. Thank yes, you for right. enjoying us. We'll be back with, with guest hosts uh, pretty soon. And uh, even if there are no guest hosts, if it's just us, we appreciate you listening, listening to us, and listening to One More Prime. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye.